You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, we are live, my friend, Chris Flum and New York Giant Nation. Look, bro, I'm not going to lie here. I'm happy about these first three picks. All three of these people, right? Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, and Jalen Hyatt were all mocked to the New York Giants at one point at pick number 25. And the Giants got all three of them in the top 72 picks. And I guess the trade-off of that with two trades up is the fact that the Giants will not be selecting until 172. So directly 100 picks after they choose Jalen Hyatt out of the University of Tennessee, which Giants need explosive playmakers. They rank dead last in explosive plays. They find one of the more explosive players in college football. I'm happy with this draft so far. How do you feel, Chris? I think this is one of the Giants' best drafts in recent history, in recent memory, that is. Yeah, I'm kind of going back to the 2014 draft with OBJ and Weston Richburg. Maybe that's just with getting an explosive wide receiver and a natural center for for the first time since 2018. Yeah, that that just kind of echoes with me. But of course, they have to prove it on the field eventually. But for right now, Joe Shane's having himself a hell of a weekend. He is. He's having himself one hell of a weekend. And as we spoke on last uh, last night's podcast. Look at all the defensive linemen in this division. You need to invest in the interior offensive line. And they went with John Michael Schmitz, who we knew Bobby Johnson was smitten over, bro. Right At their pro day, I think they took him out to dinner. Bobby Johnson absolutely loved this kid. Joe Shane got Deontay Banks for Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale, we saw how he celebrated. Absolutely loved that player. So I'm just in love with the fact that the Giants are landing players that the coaching staff really wants. You can tell the front office and this coaching staff are cohesive with each other, man. They are on the same page. It's a very collaborative effort. You would imagine that all NFL teams operate in that manner, but we know in the past, the New York Giants themselves did not operate like that. No, no, they did not. Uh, It it is very nice. And it's nice that the Giants have a coaching staff and a front office that are basically in lockstep. Like this is what I wanted to happen back in 2018, but yeah, the, at the time, the Giants just weren't ready to air the franchise out. But last year, they finally were, and I think we're finally seeing the seeing the dividend from that investment. Yeah, this is really a great time to be a Giants fan, I think. Yeah, these guys are good, solid players. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is a, he was my top center. I know there were a lot of people who like Joe Tippmann. I was a little worried about Tittman's height. You know, five, uh, six six is tall for a center. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, he's six three, so perfectly normal size for a, a center. He's got good natural leverage, great technique. He can anchor, even though he's only about three hundred pounds. He moves well. He can block man. He can block zone. He can do whatever you want. Exactly. There's no glaring weakness with JMS John Michael Schmitz. 
I would say, yes, he doesn't have the athletic ability of a Joe Tittman. Like Wisconsin designed plays specifically to just get Joe Tittman out on the edge. John Michael Schmitz, though, he has the range to reach four techniques, to reach players, I wouldn't say five techniques, but he can get out of his stance and, and get to the three technique easily. He did it his entire college career. He's perfect for his own blocking scheme. The Giants don't necessarily run a zone-only type of blocking scheme, but he's athletic enough and he has enough body control and his feet are precise enough and his hands and the, his ability to latch and steer are also really excellent. Traits that he possesses, they're good enough for him to play power gap, you know, to, for him to kick out in the space. And Minnesota also used him in that manner too. It wasn't like they were just completely an outside zone type of team. So you want to player who can vertically displace people in a duo blocking scheme. He has that capability with his combo blocks. I don't think he's the strongest center we've ever seen. He's not the most athletic center we've ever seen, but I think he is a very high floor player. He was one of my guys going into this draft. He was one of the players I wanted the giants to come away with just because he didn't have really any glaring weaknesses. And I think he's a plug and play starter from day one. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I love about Schmitz is the fact that he was a wrestler. So he understands leverage. He understands angles and he knows how to use those to his advantage. He's got natural balance and that can really offset the relative lack in size and play strength compared to some of these big nose tackles he's going to face. He's going to have to go up against Mozzie Smith and Jordan Davis and those guys down in Washington. So I think the Giants got themselves a good guy, a good one. He can start right away and just be reliable, which is something they have lacked on the interior. I would say he is a very good run blocker. If we're going to break this down into adjectives, right? A very good run blocker. And I would say he is a good pass blocker, right? I think he is better as a run blocker than he is as a pass blocker, but it's not like he was getting beat as a pass blocker. Keanu Benton got him a couple times against Wisconsin. There was one play, and I think it was against Illinois, where I don't even know who the defensive lineman was, but he like tossed John Michael Schmitz aside. It was such an anomalous type of play within his profile, but you don't see a lot of that, right? He is a smart guy. He helped with the protections, I believe, at Minnesota. He understood, and that was one thing that Bobby Johnson really loved about him, is he understood the defense. He understood different fronts and how to adjust based on what the defense is doing. Because, you know, the defenses are so fluid these days. They're multiple fronts. They're adjusting right before the snap. You need to be a quick processor. You need to be able to adjust on the fly. And according to Bobby Johnson, according to reports, he was absolutely in love with the fact that John Michael Schmitz had all of those characteristics to step in and handle the mental side of being a professional center. You need to be smart to play center in this league. You need to be tough to play center in this league. You need to be dependable to play center in this league. Joe Shane loves that. And one more thing, man, this dude, he's got a mean streak. We loved Nick Gates here because Nick Gates wanted to run through your face. He played up until the whistle, maybe a little bit past the whistle sometimes. John Michael Schmitz. <laughs> uh, more often than sometimes. <laughs> world that it's done. John Michael Schmitz is that same type of player. You can see him all throughout his tape, Chris. I know you watched a bunch of him where he is oh, driving yeah. the defensive lineman, the edge rusher or the linebacker. Well, I wouldn't say after the play, but well after that player had any sort of impact on the play, right? Like the play is 30 yards the other direction. He's still driving the linebacker or the defensive back into the ground off screen. And I love that about him, right? I want a player like that. I want a player who is going to dictate to you and who is going to be a tone setter. And that is what John Michael Schmitz is. Yes, absolutely. And you talk about his intelligence, his football IQ. 
I personally loved the way he would process after the snap. You talk about uh, adjusting on the fly, his awareness. Like I never saw him get taken by surprise by a stunt or a twist or a delayed blitz or anything like that. He was just always ready for whatever the defense defense threw at him. And he's an ambidextrous blocker. He could deal with a, a defender with either hand or both hands. Like he could, he could peel off a, combo block a double team and pick up a delayed rusher and that's something the giants really have struggled with lately i mean how many times did we see them yeah. fail to pick up a twist <laughs> a lot a lot it happens quite often and i'm glad that you brought up the uh, mental process i know we spoke on it a little bit earlier too there was a play i think it was against like northwestern where it was an outside zone play he gets to the outside shoulder of the linebacker up at the second level locates him very well, but Mo Ibrahim cut it back to the backside to where the linebacker now had a direct path at Mo Ibrahim. What he did though, John Michael Schmitz, that is, is he adjusted himself so well and he felt the leverage of where the linebackers intentions were going. And he just knew exactly what the linebacker was trying to do. So he just swiveled his hips right around and just flushed him out of the play, providing Mo Ibrahim another cutback lane to the outside. It was a very smooth, nice play. I'll be breaking it down on a YouTube video for about John Michael Schmitz a little bit later. And another thing though, I'll say this. I know this isn't sexy, but if the Giants do not select a running back until later, I would like it to be Mo Ibrahim, seventh round pick, one of the seventh round picks or something like that. I know he has injury history. I know he's not a blazer or anything like that. You just want a guy who is going to get you three and a half, four yards on every carry. It's kind of Mo Ibrahim, but I digress. Yeah, I, I would not be at all surprised to see a running back picked sometime tomorrow, uh, whenever that is. As we noted, that we've got a nice long wait. Take a, take a comfortable lunch tomorrow, folks, but... Yeah, Mohi Ibrahim would be nice. There's a lot of really good running backs in this draft. We've heard the Giants might be a little bit interested in it. Wouldn't be surprised. They don't really have anybody after this year. But we should probably talk about Jalen Hyatt a little bit as well. Oh, Jalen Hyatt, yes. The new wide receiver of the New York Giants. Look, Giants ranked dead last in explosive plays. We've been talking about that all offseason. We already mentioned it once on this podcast, man, on this live stream, whatever we want to call it. Adding Jalen Hyatt is going to help you with that. And it doesn't come without concerns. If we're going to be honest about the fact there are issues with Jalen Hyatt's game coming from Josh Heupel's air raid spread attack, which doesn't traditionally translate as well as other offenses from the college level to the professional level. But you pair him with Mike Groh, that doesn't mean that he can't learn the little nuances of uncovering against much tighter coverage because in the NFL, you're not going to be aligning five yards outside the numbers and be the number two receiver in a set. <laughs> yeah, or just six inches inside the sideline. It's probably easier to just say that. But yeah, exactly. The height is definitely interesting. The One of the things I noted watching him is that I don't want to say he isn't a good route runner. He just wasn't asked to run a very diverse route tree. But the routes he did run, he ran with a a notable amount of savvy. Like he would, he had a, he had a transmission. He could change his speed. He, he wasn't just run fast straight as a wide receiver. He, he could alter his stride length. He could alter his stride frequency. He could use that to throw defenders off, you know, press his route vertical before making a cut and working across the field, that sort of thing. Like the, there was some nuance to his route running and I think the Giants can work with that. 
I'm so glad that you brought that up because I just pulled my report up and some of the bullet points that I have elite separation ability, ability via athleticism and man coverage. We know that, right? But very smooth on horizontal routes. His acceleration is maintained and then does have multiple gears. It's basically the same exact thing you just said. And it's just, can Mike grow in this coaching staff, teach him how to separate? He has the athletic ability to do so, right? How to separate when coverage is going to be a lot tighter and he's not going to have as much space. But it's not like he's coming in here to be that number one wide receiver where the offense is going to have to rely on him. He's going to be in this rotation with Paris Campbell, with Darius Slayton, with Wandale Robinson, maybe with Sterling Shepard if he comes back. And now you add this threat, teams, they might not want to run, you know, zero coverage against the Giants or maybe even a single high type of look. They might need to roll coverage towards Jalen Hyatt if they're getting beat by Jalen Hyatt, who can align mostly in the slot at Tennessee. Maybe you can align him outside a little bit, see what his release package would be. And that's one thing I do have as a concern too, Chris, I'm going to be honest yes. with you. He did not see a lot of press coverage at Tennessee. <laughs> I did not see him going up against much press. No, he didn't. And you know, Lining him up maybe next to or across from Darius Slayton is an interesting idea because then you've got two guys. They both have that deep speed that the ability to take the top off of a defense. And even if the giants aren't looking downfield, at those two guys defenses have to respect it and then you're pulling defenders away from the short and intermediate area where you could have Wandale making his living uh Darren Waller was actually at his best in the short to intermediate area of the field uh throw the ball to Saquon Barkley or uh, Matt Breida if you have them both on the field in the pony package things like that so this does a lot for the offense other than just them throwing the ball downfield, which they do need to do a lot more of. Yeah. You just need Daniel Jones to pull the trigger, but now he actually has that true deep threat. Somebody who created a ton of separation in college. Look, there aren't a lot of players ever who could say I scored five touchdowns and went North of 200 yards in a single game against a Nick Saban coach defense. Jalen Hyatt can say that. So <laughs> I get it. He's a one-year wonder. If Cedric Tillman didn't get hurt and suffer that high ankle sprain earlier in the year, would have would Jalen Hyatt even be in the conversation to be a day two pick in the NFL draft? Maybe not, but guess what? He stepped up to the plate. He produced at a high level in the SEC, and he helped put the Vols on the map and Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker on the map as being that true difference-making receiver in that offense this year, and no one could take that away from him. So the Giants added an elite athlete at the wide receiver position. You knew they needed to create explosive plays. Joe Shane went out there and got a player who can do that. Yeah, they, they got a, a guy with legitimate track speed. And also, he, he can track the ball. He, he has good ball skills down the field. He can locate the ball, track it in the air, make adjustments. He's got good body control. Now, he doesn't have the biggest catch radius out there but within his radius he can haul the ball in so that is another mark in his favor i can't remember what game it was and i'm pissed at myself but there was a game where he ran like a skinny post and he was by the sideline and the ball was thrown and he had to like contort his body and, and track this football into his hands and he caught it kind of awkwardly but it was like a beautiful catch but what I mean by awkwardly was I think it might have been a throw that he had to adjust to last second, 
But the fact that he was able to extend away from his frame and pluck it out of the air so effortlessly was something that stood out to me because people are like, this is a one-trick pony. And I do get that, right? He's a speed guy coming from an unconventional offense. Call him a one-trick pony. But I do believe that trick is very valuable in the NFL. And I also think he's a little bit more than a one-trick pony just because he has the body adjustment ability and he has that tracking ability and he can extend away from his frame. He's not necessarily a body catcher like, say, a Quentin Johnston coming out of TCU was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that game as well. Um, I want to say maybe LSU. Could have been LSU. Yeah. The Alabama game is seared into my mind just because five touchdowns. What the hell? And I felt bad for like uh, Helms and Ricks and just all the, all the corners out there. It's just like, dude, like, I don't know what was going on with that defense. Some of those touchdowns, just like no one even knew Jalen Hyatt had that type of speed. It's like, they didn't read the scouting report. No, they didn't. And I've watched that game so many times and I actually tweeted this out shortly after the Detroit Lions drafted Hendon Hooker. We had that brief run on Tennessee players. Yeah, Hooker himself did a lot to manipulate that Nick Saban defense. He he used his body language, his eyes, everything, and his understanding of how simple his offense was and the fact that Alabama was going to be playing on that simplicity and used that to manipulate him. You could see 10 defenders, everybody except for the defender on Hyatt, running through the complete opposite side of the field on some of those plays. It was That was an impressive game all the way around by everybody on that Tennessee offense. I'm excited to see how Hyatt takes to the coaching and how he can run the route tree for the New York Giants. Because again, this is somebody who ran deep over, nine route, another nine route, and then a curl. Like that was basically his route tree, sometimes drag routes. But I'll say this, Josh Heupel actually used this player in the backfield quite a bit. And he kind of had the dog blocking mentality, which is not something you expect from a speed receiver because he's only like six foot, like what, like 170 something pounds. I don't have his measurements in front of me. 176. 176. Not the biggest guy in the world, but there were plays where I saw him throwing his body around against linebackers. And I'm like, okay, like you earn my respect. You know, that's a mentality thing. And I'm sure that is something that the coaching staff really appreciated as well. Yeah. That's something I noticed as well. At times, Tennessee used Jalen Hyatt as a blocker for Cedric Tillman on wide receiver (laughs) screens. And they worked because who in the hell is going to expect that? Nobody expects the 175-pound receiver to be blocking for the big X receiver. Like The other way around? Sure. And I absolutely could see the Giants using Jalen Hyatt on jet sweep in uh, bubble screens, wide receiver screens, just manufacture ways to get him the ball in space with blockers in front of him or uh we'll just say schemed traffic for the defense not pick plays because those are illegal of course of course i'll say this chris before we get out of here (laughs) never never even though they were called for so many opis this past year some (laughs) of them were fugazi as hell (laughs) but if you told me before yesterday the Giants, in whatever order, were going to land cornerback out of Maryland, Deontay Banks, center out of Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz, and the wide receiver out of Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. I would have signed up for that any day of the week, even if it did take trading a five, a seven, and a four. So right now, as I stand, I'm very happy with what the New York Giants are doing, and they're focusing on priority positions, positions we knew they needed to add bodies to, and I feel like they got three good football players. 
they got three starters. Yeah, it, normally you judge a draft by you're hoping to get two starters and a good player and maybe a, a special teams player. Like if you can do that, that's a good draft. The Giants at one, two, three have gotten three starters, and hopefully they're at at the very least good, reliable starters. Yeah, it, we will of course be talking about draft grades. Probably be have something coming out on on the grades for the Giants second and third rounds tomorrow. Uh, that's silly. You don't grade a draft until about three years afterwards. But so far, right here in the moment, the immediate way the Giants have had an excellent start to 2023. Anything else, buddy? You know, I'm just kind of interested to see how the rest of this night unfolds because something else I don't think we would have called Trenton Simpson is the fourth linebacker off the draft. Diane Henley former wide receiver turned linebacker was drafted just before him. Yes, he was to the chargers and Ben Simpson went to the Ravens, but Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us here on this live stream. New York giants got three good football players. Please. If you have not done so already head on over to BigBlueView.com. We will be extensively covering each of the draft picks have videos. We'll have breakdowns and we're really excited about the direction of the New York giants. Take care everyone and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.